Hey guys, this is Paige and welcome to the Uniquely Chambers podcast. Join me each week as I dive into topics on transitioning into motherhood, being a stepmom, a new wife, and trying to find a new identity in this new season of life. New in this season of the podcast, my husband Brady was going to be joining us a little bit more regularly. He's looking forward to sharing his journey in fatherhood with a newborn and a preteen, transitioning into a new career, and so much more. We are also really excited to welcome new guests onto the show who bring their own unique experience and knowledge of family life, entrepreneurship, self-development, and everything in between. If you followed us in season one, you already know we prefer the unique path in life, and we're excited to continue to share our experience and what shaped our journey. So let's get to it. Well, guys, today I have a pretty exciting subject for you. I have been pondering this for a while. It is something over the last 10 years I have been able to really feel the similarities And now being a first-time mom, I see them even more. So I am excited to share with you the similarities I see in children and babies and horses. So I have been an avid equestrian for well over 20 years. Um, I worked in the professional environment for probably about 10 of those. Um, I have been an um, equine massage therapist, so I did basically massage therapy and physio for horses. I also dabbled in nutrition and rehabilitation. I ran my own boarding facility for horses. I taught lessons. I trained horses. I sold horses. I had the ins and the outs of the horse world. And over the last 10 years, I've had the opportunity to be a stepmom. And over the last year, I have obviously gone through pregnancy and transitioned into being a first time mom of my own. And Um, let me tell you, there are definitely some principles in the horse world that are applicable in human, in the human world when it comes to childcare. But what I will tell you is there's a lot of similarities between babies and even children and horses. So today I'm going to dive into some of those because honestly, though you may find it hilarious, it is incredibly true. So the first and most obvious one both things are expensive. (laughs) So yes, horses are incredibly expensive. They are incredibly expensive to purchase. They are incredibly expensive to maintain. They are incredibly expensive to basically do everything with. (laughs) There's no part of them that is not expensive. They lose a shoe. It costs you. They have a vet bill. It costs you. They have their feed bill. It costs you. They need a new blanket. It costs you. You name it. It's expensive. They often say that um, riding and being in the equestrian world is actually more expensive than most drug habits. And honestly, after being in it for as many years as I have, I could probably have been a millionaire by now with the amount of money I've spent in horses, equipment, time, training, etc. So yes, horses are expensive. Children are also expensive. I knew that from being a stepmom. Um, as you know, we put them in different activities, whether it be hockey, karate, we put them in summer camps. We do active after-school activities. Oh, Lord, it's going to be a long podcast if I keep that up. Um, And there's a lot of pieces to go with it. There's the clothing them, the constant clothing them, because they're constantly changing size. There's the feeding them, because they go through those active growth spurts, and what are you going to do? Then, God forbid, they actually hurt themselves and require physio, and you're not covered by benefits, because then that's going to cost you. And physio is not cheap, friends. Not cheap. I can tell you that from just being human 
because he was not cheap. Um, but then dive into like the earlier stages, which I was not necessarily aware of until I got pregnant and then found out all the things that you need for a baby and all the expenses you have. So you need a sterilizer, you need this, you need bottles, you need clothes, you need playpen, you need bassinets, you need cribs, you need a new nursery, you need this, you need that. Yes. So I have decided that horses and babies and children are expensive. Moving on. Number two, this one is my favorite guys. Poop is important. So for those of you that are not horse people, quick synopsis. If a horse is not pooping, it is crucial <laughs> that you figure out why the horse is not pooping because it's going to cost you a fortune if you don't. Um, horses not pooping is a big problem. <laughs> Very big problem. Generally, a horse not pooping is can be a variety of things, but immediately my mind goes to an impaction colic um, where basically they, because they have a one-way digestive system, there's basically a blockage in that system somewhere. And it's impacted and nothing can go through. Therefore poop gets stuck and lo and behold, boom. And this can happen from dehydration. It can happen from not getting fed enough or as frequent enough. It can happen from inactivity. Horses are sensitive creatures. Literally it could happen because there was a snowflake on their own. I'm actually kidding. It can't happen because of that. But my point is that they're, fi they're finicky creatures and colic is one of those things that just, it happens. Now, the problem with colic is that it is time consuming to try and take care of when it happens. It can be expensive if you have to call the vet. It can be even more expensive if you have to take them to the veterinary hospitals. <laughs> um, I am fortunate enough that my horses knock on wood. I haven't had too many situations that require that because I spend the time, I do the hand walking, I get them going, I try to get everything moving in their system to pass that impaction. Um, however, not all of my friends have been as lucky and have had to take their horses in for different reasons. Um, so when I was running my boarding facility, I was constantly keeping track of, you know, poops and who was pooping and how much poop there was. And is there enough poop and counting poops? And my world revolved around poops. I cleaned up their shit. I checked their shit, you name it. I did it. Now, when I had Casey, and he was in the hospital. Nobody told me the importance of poops and pees because the fact of the matter is he needed to poop and pee as much as possible because he was jaundice. And the only way for him to poop and pee lots was to feed him. And if he was not pooping and peeing, it was a problem. And I have never in my life, aside from having horses, tracked poop so much or thought I would ever track poop so much for a human being. I know, sounds crazy. But I mean, I was on top of it. I was using the Huckleberry app and I was keeping track of every poop and every pee and every time it happened and when it happened and how many a day there were and what color they were and what their consistency was. And I learned what a seedy poop was, which may I say was a little weird, but here we are. I never really understood that saying until it actually happened to me. The weirdest poop I would have to say though, from a baby was the very beginning one. It's like black tarry poop. Funny story, my poor brother got to deal with the black tarry poop when he came to visit us in the hospital because he's like, oh, I'll change his diaper. Well, he got to deal with the black tarry poop. So it made my day because my little brother got to clean up my child's butt. But anyways, um, poop, it's essential in both situations. Similarity number two, 
Moving on. Similarity number three, patience is key. So horses are notorious fight or flight creatures and you have to be patient with them and work through their nonsense because at the end of the day, they are a thousand or plus pound animals that will take over if you let them. So you patiently have to wait for them to consistently think of, okay, we can do this and move on. So I have to laugh because, you know, I worked on this patience for so many years and I worked on it in a variety of capacities, whether it be with them learning something new or them teaching their, their student something new or, you know, waiting for them to come to the gate to come in when it was freaking minus 14 and a blizzard and they just want to stand outside and play. Patience is key, friend. It's hugely key. Patience is also key with children. Very much so. And also babies. I had to really relearn my patience when it came to a colicky baby, a reflexy baby, a baby who their witching hour was at three o'clock in the morning. And when every part of me just wanted to say, ah, I had to really check in and hone in on my patience. So both things like to test our patients and make sure we have lots of it. Therefore, that is similarity number three. Moving on. Similarity number four, tantrums happen. Okay, I think that goes without being said. Like kids and babies, tantrums is a normal thing. When they're babies, especially in the four-month regression, which is what we're in right now, tantrums are normal and they happen for no reason. And out of nowhere, we start crying and carrying on. And I'm talking like screaming bloody murder. And this kid normally doesn't cry about much. But man, he knows how to scream and create chaos when he wants to. That being said, so do my horses. <laughs> Tantrums are a thing. My gelding strider should have been a mare, aka he should have been a woman, because the tantrums that he throws are just incredible. And I say he should have been a mare because he's moody. He has the mare ears, so the ears, ears flat back. And he's just, he's kind of his own being. But the tantrums that guy can throw, man, they are something of the next level. Like, I'm talking like... I just stand there and watch him. For a while, we were calling him Black Beauty because out of nowhere, he'd just be like, yeah, I'm not doing this and look at you and rear and be like, nope, not happening. And, you know, they often have tantrums among themselves as well, much like kids do. And, you know, creating boxing matches in the field and, you know, trying to one up each other and chase each other around and whatever else. But the tantrums that they both have are something that I can absolutely say is a huge similarity and it's funny watching them because generally, if it was a tantrum that I would be dealing with with a horse, I would just round pen them and lunge them until we got some respect back. Apparently, they frown upon that when it comes to children. I'm just kidding. I would never round pen or lunge my child. But the funny part is that we sit here, we think of all these similarities, and any horse person that's listening will understand where I'm coming from with this because... Tantrums are just something we just don't want to put up with when it comes to a 1,500-pound animal because tantrums can sometimes mean we get hurt. But both have tantrums. So that is similarity number four. Similarity number five. Both horses and little humans, whether they be babies or children, are creatures of habit. That being said, consistency is key with them. You have got to create a consistent schedule. So when I ran in the boarding facility, it was very, 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 very to schedule. They 
knew they got their breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning. They knew that they were getting dressed and being put out by 7.30. They knew that they were outside all day playing and eating and doing whatever. And, you know, sometimes their owners or their riders would come ride them in that time and bring them in. And even the consistency through their rides and stuff they worked on. And yes, they added certain pieces to learn more. But the day-to-day structure was the same. Their feed schedule was the same. They got more hay. They got more grass. And it was always around the same times. Because horses, horses are a creature of habit. They like the consistency. When you are past the point of their dinner time, they're going to tell you. They're either going to escape the field, try to get to the food faster... And that could mean through a human, as one of my stable hands quite clearly learned. Or they're they're just going to create absolute chaos because that's what they do. And the best part is when they do that, generally they get hurt. And horses are notorious for getting hurt. It's just a thing. And it might not be a big thing. It might just be a little nick here and there. Or if you're like Strider, you know, you decide to, you know, just out of nowhere bleed. But at the end of the day... If their schedule is kept the same, they they do way better. Children and babies are also a creature of habit. Starting from basically newborn on, they become accustomed to, you know, eating every three hours, eating then every four hours, pooping as much as they can, and it's generally on a pretty consistent schedule. So they become a bit of a creature of habit. Their wake windows, though, start to change as they develop, and they're feeding time start to spread out but they still lose their shit if their food isn't ready on time or if the boob isn't there for them to suck at that moment and the fact of the matter is everything revolves around that schedule for them much like it does for horses and to me the key in both things seems to be food which I guess food is the thing that makes the world go round but at the end of the day it's a creature of habit they're gonna fall into that schedule of you know eat sleep repeat and somewhere in there poop and pee as they get a little bit older and into you know their toddler years and even into their teen years they fall into even more of a schedule a little less sleeping a little bit more awake time and their meal times begin to change a little bit but they still have that active schedule in their head as they grow into those teen years sometimes That consistency seems to kind of fall to the wayside, but there's always the creature of habit that comes back when it comes to food or, you know, eventually their sleep routines, though they also change a little bit more and they start to sleep more and they fall asleep until 11 o'clock in the morning. But again, they're creatures of their habit. Number six, they get into shit they shouldn't. Whether it be a baby or a toddler, a child, a preteen, a teen, doesn't matter. They get into shit that they shouldn't all the time. Whether it be, you know, the snacks that they weren't supposed to take or the candy that they were hiding or they're touching the pictures or the breakables that they're not supposed to, they just have to. It's just a part of them. It's just a part of their rebellious nature. They just, they just got to do it. Horses are no different. They also got to get into shit. The amount of times that I have come in a morning after my horses have been in for the night in their stalls and I had one horse that would let himself out of his stall and would adventure around the barn, would help himself to hay, would help himself to other people's treats on their doors, and he had to get in all the shit. Or 
you know, they're out in the fields and they're not supposed to touch something and it's cordoned off and they feel they have to break down the barrier that was there to get into the shit that they're not supposed to. It's like, it's clockwork. I can almost guarantee it. I'm like, oh, they're not supposed to get into that. Give them five minutes and let's see what happens. It's, it's like clockwork. It just, it happens. And I, I will never forget, you know, things that aren't supposed to happen and the shit that's not supposed to happen. Those are the memorable moments of having a horse. But at the same point in time, there are also those moments of palm to face, like, ah, which now as a parent, it's no different. <laughs> I, I have those palm to face moments on a regular. So I feel like over the years of being an equestrian, it has prepared me for this bonus mom slash motherhood and allowed me the ability to, you know, find the patience I needed and the composure during weird situations and the anxiety levels of not pooping and medical issues. And it's really set me up to be, you know, a pretty kick-ass, badass mom, I must say. Not that I wasn't before, because I'd always been a badass mom to my, my animals, but it's a whole new level of baby. But what I'm discovering is there's so many similarities, and I sit here and just laugh every day, because I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Here we are tracking poop again. Ha, ha, ha. Here's the importance of poop. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways. This podcast is off the beaten path. I know it's not the norm of what we normally talk about on the podcast, but you know what? I had to hit this subject because it's been on my brain for a couple weeks and I just keep seeing all the similarities and the ideas and the thoughts I had to share it. So that's what we got today, guys. These are the similarities between children and babies and horses. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I can't begin to describe the immense gratitude I have for our listeners, friends, and family that continue to encourage and support this podcast. If you've loved this episode, share it with a friend or on your socials, and be sure to tag Uniquely Chambers so I can personally thank you.